Hello, everyone. This is John Asplin, Superintendent of District 205. Thank you for tuning in to the Galesburg 205 podcast. We'll be talking to many different people within the school district during these podcasts. And this week, I'm happy to, to go uh, basically in a new direction. So I'm going to talk to somebody who doesn't yet work for the school district, but will be next year as the board has approved him to be the new GABC director for next year, Mr. Adam Sini. Welcome, Adam. Thanks. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. So why don't you tell the, the listeners a little bit about you? You'd be the first one that people probably don't really know much about. Okay. Um, so I, as you said, my name is Adam Sini. Um, I grew up in an Air Force family. My dad's retired Air Force. My father-in-law's retired Air Force. Um, grew up in the, uh, really home for me is is New Baden, Illinois. So around Mascuda, around St. Louis area. Um, I... I uh, Lived there for probably 20, 20 years um, prior to going to college and then went to Illinois, or sorry, went to Olivet Nazarene University. Uh, I was a PE teacher for seven years, played football up at Olivet. Um, from there, I, I, I started as a paraprofessional in the, in the Mascuda School District, and then I went on to teach uh, PE for five years in Palestine, Illinois, which is in, in southeastern Illinois. And uh, I spent five years there. Then I went to Lawrenceville, Illinois after that, taught PE, and then got into administration. I was an assistant, elementary assistant principal for three years there, uh, and then relocated to this area uh, to, to be the uh, principal at Rova. So um, personally, I have a wife. My wife and I have been married for 11 years. Uh, my wife is Abby. Uh, we have three um, bright, vibrant young ones at home. Uh, Addison is seven and she's in second grade. Um, uh, Asher is five and, and, and as he calls it, he's finishing pre-K two. He's in his second year of pre-K. <laughs> he doesn't want to get confused. He doesn't want anybody to get confused. He's, he's been in pre-K for two years and then, uh, Abel kind of runs the show. He's, he's two. And, and, uh, so he's, he's the, um, village character in the Sini house. So, um, and probably one of the most important things that people need to know about me is, although I grew up in the St. Louis area, I am a diehard Chicago well, Cubs it's fan. It's funny you were good because that was going to be my next question. So I happen to know that you're a Cub fan, but you're from St. Louis, Metro East. Yeah. So explain, and for, I'll just say, I've got we've got a few Cardinal fans walking around here, but I'm sorry. Uh, I, have a, I have a frequent guest on the show, uh, the board president, Rod Sherby, who's from Belleville who is an ardent Cardinal fan. Ooh. So Ooh. explain to me how you became a Cub fan in the shadow of the arches of St. Louis. Um, so my grandmother was a Cubs fan. Okay. I'm a Cubs fan. That was our connection. So um, I will tell you that prior to living in St. Louis, I was, I was a Cubs fan before we moved to St. Louis. So um, I've probably been a Cubs fan for the better part of, 32, 33 years. That'd be pretty rough living, you know, going to Mascuda High School. Oh, yeah. Cheering for, for the Chicago Cubs. Blue's not an acceptable color right. at, at Mascuda. It's either red or purple. Right. So, um, yeah, it was it was a little it was a little rough, but, you know, you you, you take your blows and you're, you're tough. And when you're a diehard Cubs fan, you – that's one thing I always tell people. You can't accuse the real Cubs fan of being a diehard fan. Because we stick, we've, we've stuck with them for, yeah, for, for many, many years. Many, many, many so. years. I, uh, yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't usually talk about myself much on here, but yes, I am also 
a Cub fan. Um, I'm one of those weird people that actually cheers for both teams, but uh, that's a long story. But uh, um, uh, yeah, if they play each other, I'm still for the Cubs. Okay, but, good choice. But good choice. Uh, yeah, I've told my father many, many times, like you know, we could have been Cardinal fans. You know, they were on the radio. We could have, we could have been listening to Jack Buck instead of Jack Brickhouse. But uh, no, we went the Cubs route, and we've been very miserable. Um, yeah, very much so. But we're very resilient. Very people. much so. Very resilient people. It's funny. I just had this conversation with with my daughter the other day. She asked me how I became a Cubs fan because her her um, kindergarten teacher convinced her to be a Cardinals fan, mm. which which um, was of great dismay to me. She goes, "Daddy, if your grandma was a Cardinals fan, would you have been a Cardinals fan?" I said, "Very possible, sweetheart." Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, believe me, my father, who's 90, I have said to him many times, so you made me a Bears fan. They're terrible. You made me a Cubs fan. They're not good. And we've been an Illinois sports fan for, you know, so basketball's been mm-hmm. okay, football not so much. Not so much. Uh, for I'm like, it's almost child abuse. Like at some Yo, point, you're like, this is, this is this is uh, hard living. <laughs> like you don't Something's get your bad. hopes up. Playoffs don't exist in our no. language most of the time. No. Um, it's, it's really been a, but as I said, it builds resilience. And, and so when good things do happen, you know, Cardinal fans always say they're the classiest fans in baseball. It's easy to say when you win the division nine years out of 10 yeah. on that one year, they don't, they are not the classiest no. fans in baseball. No, they're, clear. they're not. I, that's a, the self, what are the self-proclaimed best fans in baseball? Yeah. Self-proclaimed best baseball heaven. Fans that's baseball. right. Yeah. I think that would be yeah. fair. Yeah. But yeah, as I said, I do enjoy going to Cardinal, you know, cheering on the Cardinals when mm-hmm. I'm playing the Cubs, yeah. just because they, they do, they play the game the right way, they do it well, but uh, they have really nice uniforms. But uh, but yeah, there's just it's something biological at this point, right? Yes, you're, that's you're a right. Cub fan, and you can't get rid of it. And I've cursed my children of the same thing. That's so right. That's right. They're Cub fans too, and it's, it, it seems mean. My but, oldest will come back around. I'm not. She'll she'll <laughs> she'll realize the folly of her ways and. Uh, you never know. That's true. Well, hey, uh, getting back to the to the matter at hand here. So you're taking over for Jeff Houston, who's done a fantastic job uh, moving us into the new GABC facility, which you've had a chance to tour. Why don't you give the listeners a little flavor of what you experience when you walk in there? Wow, I mean, it's it's uh, it's impressive. I'll be honest. When I walked in there the first time, when I walked in there, I was probably speechless for the first uh, first ten minutes. It's just uh, to have that available. Um, you know those resources and that facility available to kids is, is phenomenal um and, and 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 i think the cool thing for me is as it you know it's vocational center it's not focused on one specific thing so there's you know you look at the auto and it's a phenomenal it's it's a phenomenal setup and then you look at the um, health oc and it just continues to go on and go on so um the, from the standpoint of facility, that and and in my mind is second to none, and it's uh, it's an excellent resource. Yeah, we're really we're thrilled. Can't you know can't say enough how thrilled we are uh, with the programming that's out there. And now we've always had good programs, but now to have the facility to really support those programs. Um, so you know this this area has um, you know over the last let's say fifty years has experienced a lot of uh, negative economic. Mm-hmm. Uh, factors, sure. you know, from, from a lot of factories closing and things of that sort. Um, so how do you see GABC really fitting into trying to rebuild uh, the workforce here in Knox County and, and really the region? Yeah. So, um, I, you know, as 
you're right. There has been a slump or a downplay in that over the course of time, but um, there are areas where it's growing uh, and, and areas that when you look at the forecast for five, 10, uh, you know, years down the road, you, you see some of those areas that are, that are going to be in need and that are going to grow and, and, and um, our, our, uh, I don't, you know, our, our goal here, one of our goals should be to provide, we want to, we want to prepare kids for those where their employability in those areas and, and where they're, what are, what's going to be available. Uh, and we want to keep them local. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it only benefits us for, uh, for us to prepare our, our students to, to fulfill those um, positions and, and to keep them here and to, uh, to reverse this, um, you know, to, to come back on the upswing and reverse the trend as to where we're headed. So, um, you know, definitely working with those entities to say, okay, here's, here's what's in need. How do you need, how, what do we need to do to prepare those kids to get there? Well, and, and there, there's always going to be an opportunity there to, to, with the space and the way it's, the way it's organized, if there's a program that needs to be changed, altered, rehabbed, revamped, it's not like it's married to that space because we just have a lot of uh, movability within there. So, you know, that was kind of one of the goals that we could, that we could adapt as, as, as the changing times need us to adapt. And I think that's key to stay on top of it, to make sure that we, you know, as, as things evolve and, and adjust, um, to stay on top of what those changes are um, and ensure that we're ahead of the curve and, and we're able to, uh, to, to do what we need to do. So for the listeners out there, and I'm not going to ask you to give an exhaustive list, but for the listeners out there, they say, oh, vocational program. Now, what are some of the classes that are actually taught out there? You're talking uh, automotive tech one and automotive tech two, a um, couple levels of CNC machining, building trades, health oc, uh, the early childhood education program, the uh, web development, uh, you know. Uh, law enforcement, for, uh, pharmacology stuff. I mean, it, it, you're right. Vocation, saying vocational is easy to get lost in, but then when you when you see some of the programs that are offered and, and the different uh, avenues in which students can go, it's pretty impressive. It really is, and and you know we, as I said before, we have we have great teachers out there who do a wonderful job every day, and now we're going to have a facility that that really will help support their efforts. So, uh, for for your first you know, you're still finishing up your, your current position, but as you move into this position in the, in August officially, you know, but you'll, you know, be working over the summer, no doubt a little bit. Uh, what are your, what are your early goals for just getting in there and getting started? Well, so um, anybody that knows me and anybody that's going to get to know me is going to know uh, that relation, my mind relationships are key. And, um, you know, I've always said relationships with students, which is still going to continue to be uh, a large, um, a large part of me, but, um, getting to know, building relationships with community partners and with business partners, uh, getting to sit down with uh, the air, the schools that we serve with superintendents and, and principals and counselors to um, to get in there and just and, and figure out, hey, how do, how does how does this need to work? What what um, what can we do to get more kids in here in this program and prepare those kids for that? So. Um, Definitely those partnerships, those relationships early on is going to be key for me uh, to, to build those, to, uh, to get out there and, and to make sure uh, people understand what our goal is, what we have to offer and, and the direction we're headed. 
Well, you know, that that uh, fall semester is going to start sooner than we know it. I mean, here we are in late <laughs> April of 2022. But, you know, as I said, we start school August 16th and, you know, we'll be ready to go. And, and uh, you know, really excited to have Adam on on uh, on board here. And uh, for those of you that want to meet him, you know, come come by the vocational center next August and, and you'll have no problem meeting him and seeing what's going on. And, and we encourage people to come and see see the programs that are there and take a tour. So, um, you know, we'll have some more opportunities for that as we go on throughout the year next year. And we'll get Adam involved in a lot of things here in the community. And we're really just excited to have you coming on board. So uh, our time is up for today. We keep this to a certain time limit and we're there. So uh, we'll have you on in the future. But for now, we really appreciate you coming in today. Thanks, Adam. Appreciate you having me.